there. This is Maggie. And Ashley. And you're listening to The Watering Hole, a place where animals and animal enthusiasts regularly drink. Every episode, we'll talk about different animals and why they're cool, from basic biology to the threats they face and what people are doing about it, all while under the influence. Now, honestly, there was a five second delay. I was like, I think these are getting better. And then I was like, maybe I'm just getting used to like the delays and the blips and all of it. I think that's it. But that one, was, that one stood out. That, that was so long. <laughs> just like, is she gonna, did she forget her part or? And you were smiling the whole time too. Just looking at me. I was just like, hmm. uh, well, now that these are all being recorded, like who knows? You and I were just catching up though, right before this. And I think it might be fun to tell people that I went on an airplane this weekend. Oh, yes. With my 90 pound dog. I can't. I can't. He sat sat in front of me in coach and he did great. He was so wonderful. When he laid down, he took out, took like three seats though, which was a bit excessive. Fortunately, the middle seats were not being sat. And the guy that sat on the end, he had a paw print mask. So I figured he was totally down with he dogs. Was down anyway, Argos did great all the way until the landing. <laughs> the landing kind of scared Argos. He was super nervous. And when we got Aww. off the plane, he was like pulling on the leash, which he never does. And I'm like, what do you pull? Like, you don't know where the exit is. Well, he was doing great. And then he took a dump right outside of baggage claim before no. we could make it outside. <laughs> and it literally scared the poop out of him. And you can no. tell that he knew he shouldn't be pooping because he he pooped while he was walking. Maybe. Like, it was so pathetic and so sad. Oh, poor baby. Oh, that was embarrassing. Listen, Argos, it happens to the to the best of us. But he otherwise did great, and I'm so proud of him. Well, that's fine. Well, I'm glad that you guys made it to D.C. and back all safe. We did. It was good. And I, I got my COVID test results this morning. I'm COVID-free. Oh, good. I think as a reminder, because I had to remind myself this the other day, we challenged each other to pick animals we didn't think the other one would know. Mm-hmm. I drunkenly knew like right off the bat, but I have to say all week I was like, should I, should I change it? Does she know this? Like I was having serious dilemma, like, and like, cause I like, I wanted to win. I know it's not a competition, but I wanted, I wanted to get you. Mm-hmm. You probably will. And so then I kept going back and forth, but I just remember, well, I don't know why I'm talking. You're the one who's starting. So you go <laughs> and then I'll talk about my animal when it's my turn. Well, so here's the thing. Yeah. I didn't come up with any hints. So. Oh, you're just gonna tell me? No, I gotta I gotta think of some hints real quick <laughs> on the you fly. Know, you had to go get wine, you have to think of hints. Did you forget what this entire podcast is about? Yes. <laughs> wine and hints. Um, <laughs> apparently. Okay. Well, it's hard when you already think the person doesn't know what the animal is. <laughs> so you've completely frozen and all oh, of what really? you just said was Oh no. Okay. Wait, maybe we should just add some of us laughing (laughs) and I can like sprinkle them in for the parts we missed at the other side. That was funny. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) That was a really good try. And then you'll listen back and you'll be like, I didn't fucking laugh at that. I'm going to make you think it's going to, I'm going to make it sound like I'm hilarious, which I am. You're just going to add my, it's going to be the same exact laugh over and over. (laughs) Just make (laughs) it. <laughs> oh, Ashley, you're so funny. I'm telling all my secrets. All right. Did you think of a hint in all that time? No, because you have me talking and laughing. Oh, sorry. You're making me laugh, but you're like you're not actually making me laugh. You're making me you're telling me to laugh. I, I verbally told you to laugh. Uh, what's a good hint? Okay. So this 
Hmm. <laughs> like what what kind, what do we usually give each other? <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna help you. <laughs> can you tell maybe tell me what what order it's in? I can certainly give you its Latin name. Okay. Uh and it's I can never I helped can tell before, you but then, go for it. But but you love the Latin names. I do, I do. I can I can also tell you what family it's in. It's in Kingdom Animalia. <laughs> Great. That's what this podcast is about. I'd be concerned if you had picked Oh my god, what can these <laughs> plants? Plant? Plantae? <laughs> what is it? Kingdom plants. So the the name of the the Latin name of this animal is mm-hmm. Phobotron pithecium. Pithecium. Right. Phobotron. Scared Phobotron. of the movie Tron. Mm-hmm. Um Pithicium. Pithicium. Pith. Pith sounds like just small. Ikium. A small, scared something. Yeah, you're getting there. Really? Well, no. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to be encouraging. <laughs> I appreciate it. Is there, I mean, it took you enough, long enough to come up with that hint. Is there a second hint? Dare I so ask? So it, it, is, it is small and right. it is, um, it's in the family Limacodidae. And the nope. Oh, <laughs> it's it's uh it's small and it's something that you probably see all the time at night when you have the lights on. Uh, is it a moth? Almost, yes. What I, kind? What's an almost? Oh, it's a kind of moth, a big bushy moth. Okay, Pond moth. You're. You're you're close enough. Um, All right. What is it? So, I am doing the monkey slug caterpillar. <laughs> okay. What? I Have you ever heard this? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, fantastic! So, this this specific kind of caterpillar. Mm-hmm. I do not Google it. I tell okay. you, do not Google it yet. Okay. Okay. But. Uh, I, I found out about this because my housemate went to visit the Caterpillar lab here in Maine. And oh, cool. she, she, she told me, I know, right? She was just telling me about all these different kinds of species. And she mentioned this one. And I was like, what the fuck? So it looks like a deformed tarantula. Oh, oh no. Or, or leaf litter. Um, oh. Take your pick. All right. So not it doesn't look great. It's a, it's no, a takeaway. No. So it's it's pretty tiny and definitely creepy looking. It's it's covered in tiny brown hairs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it has like minuscule feet that are kind of like suctions yeah. that, no. that give it the appearance of no feet or legs, which is why it's called a slug. So we always talk about how my sister my sister has the tiniest feet. For reference, I have size like nine or ten, depending on the shoe. My older sister has a size five foot. So I'm just picturing what? her, right? She is she walks on pegs, but this is what I'm picturing. I know that's not what their feet look like, but as soon as I hear small feet, I think of Sarah's feet. And that's what I'm picturing on this thing. But no, I'll think I'll think different now. Think think more like sluggy <laughs> she hates slugs so this is even better it's getting hi sarah this is this is great i'll think slug and sarah and it's great so then its underbelly is like kind of greenish and it looks like it's straight out of the movie alien or something damn green greenish and and the top of it that took a second to to set in the top of it looks like a like a tarantula all right i want you to go ahead and google monkey slug caterpillar monkey slug Oh God! Oh <laughs> no! It looks like somebody stepped on a tarantula, and it's uh-huh. super- <laughs> no. I this it's, is you've got me. I've never, never seen this, heard of it. Oh, it is crazy. So disgusting. <laughs> Why is it so uneven? Yeah, it's, I thought nature was like all about symmetry. <laughs> Not when you're trying to camouflage. So Fair. that's the neat thing about about this caterpillar is that it's 
it's legs. It's those aren't actually legs that once you Google it, you're going to be like, Oh, that's how it walks around. That's why it looks like a tarantula. No, these are just like their limbs that can fall off without oh. har- causing harm to the no. larva. Yeah. It's, it's to look like a, a decaying leaf or to look like a tarantula. Like it's just, this animal is all about mimicry actually. I mean, to be fair, I have no desire to pick this up. So I think it's achieving its job. Which is great because um, slug caterpillars are in the family Limacodidae, which I mentioned earlier. And they're, mm-hmm. that family of caterpillars are typically covered with stinging or irritating <gasps> spines. Oh, so, yeah, you don't want to touch this guy. But this specific caterpillar is found up and down the East Coast um, and out into the Midwest even. They're typically found in orchards. They can – they as the larva – or yeah, as the larva, they eat the leaves of trees like apple, ash, birch, cherry, chestnut, hickory, mm-hmm. oak, like pretty much anything almost. But then the slug caterpillars, like they're found worldwide. There are, they're very cosmopolitan. I wrote. Ooh. Um, there, there's over a hundred, a thousand known species and they all turn into fuzzy moths. So. <gasps> Wait, real quick. Yeah. You're talking about them being cosmopolitan. So obviously I'm thinking of them like dressed up in a tux with like mm-hmm. 10 sleeves to cover all of their weird appendages. <laughs> it's, I think that would be a really expensive tailor. It would. Where would you put the top hat? I don't even know what end is the front end. <laughs> you put it right ridiculous. in the middle. You just put it in the middle. That's perfect. <laughs> So the what does the 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 monkey slug turn into? It turns into get wait for it the hag moth. No, that's not an improvement. What? <laughs> I thought you're supposed to get like better when you go through metamorphosis or something. Not these guys. Can I Google hag moth? Yeah, yeah, they're they're nothing scary looking. I do. I actually I think moths are prettier than um, butterflies. Some butterflies, yeah. So the hag like moth a- can grow to be like three centimeters. They're super tiny. So chances are you've seen them if you've been at like a high school football game and there's just a shit ton of bugs flying around the lights, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, the females actually, they are, as I said, they tend to be big on mimicry. The females are said to mimic a bee. Uh, when they are flying around, like both in behavior and in looks, if you Google a female hag moth, it looks like she's got pollen pants. Like, yeah, I was was going to say, which is super cool things. Oh my God. I want pollen pants. You did pollen pants. That's great. I have a pair of yellow linen pants. Maybe I can go as a hag moth for Halloween. Oh my God. Did I tell you my sister once went as a same sister with the tiny feet once was a, uh, a, a, a peacock shrimp, mantis shrimp. Oh, wow. How, that sounds like a so fun. She's like all colorful. She's pretty cool. Even though her feet are so small. This is great because she's like the only, <laughs> she listens to this podcast. My other sister doesn't. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> I love it. Anywho. And then the the male the male hag moth, that's it. That's what I was talking about. He mimics a wasp. And oh, he, all right. yeah. So anyway, a little a little bit more. So I don't know if I mentioned this while we were recording or if you and I hadn't started talking yet or recording yet. What what are where are where are we? Like, were you just um, talking to yourself, Maggie? Or- <laughs> Uh, there's, there's like no information about these fucking caterpillars online. I, I looked so hard, but and we appreciate there's not, it. There's not much. So, um, the, that, I don't know why I just had to disclaim that at this moment, but their <laughs> eggs are flattened and thin. They're highly transparent and the larva can be seen developing inside. That's pretty gross. They're typically laid in clusters on leaves. And then they're called the monkey slug because of the bristle hairs that seem to resemble monkey hair, which I don't think is accurate. I think they should have been named like tarantula mimicking caterpillar, but whatever. I mean, yeah, but is that as fun as monkey slug? 
monkey slug. Like, were you drinking wine when you left? Mm-hmm. Did you hear like an echo? Slight, the slight echo in the wine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, <laughs> yes, you're right. But when you say monkey slug and then you look it up, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's no. that's what a monkey no. slug would look like. It is like. neither monkey nor slug. No. <laughs> also, Ashley, you should look up a video of this thing because oh, there's God. there's one video where like somebody flips it over and you see its belly just like writhing. Oh, bleh. There's a surprising amount of video available for monkey's legs. Yeah, I just spit all over my helpful. computer. It's really funny that you just spit on your co- computer because when I went, bleh, I was so close to my microphone that I licked my microphone. Cute. Well, I'm glad we each have our own. <laughs> And we don't share anymore. Oh my God, these things moving. Oh, they're so gross. Mm-hmm. Man, watch so, the monkey slug caterpillars at the caterpillar lab video. First of all, they move so fast. Oh, <laughs> their little mouths are so creepy. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, they're making out. Oh, I feel like mm-hmm. I'm invading something. They say hi. So they use like a self lubricant, lubricant, mm-hmm. which is kind of a liquefied silk to move. Yeah, it's it's really gross. They're so gross. They are. I almost did the um the frog that has the eggs in its back. Do you know what <gasps> I'm talking about? Oh my about? gosh! Yes, I actually was looking that up earlier, and I was like, oh, but I was like, I talked about this in a bonus episode. I'm not gonna oh, do it. Oh, is that what we did? I was like, that's the one that I'm just like, <gasps> and I like I don't have that thing about the small circles, but it's something about like, it's just oh. It's it is so absolutely disgusting. Like I just want to scratch it off, you know. What is like, the what is it called? Um I was looking it up today. Frog with eggs in back. <laughs> yep, the Suriname toad. There we go. That's it. Yeah. Oh. So if, in case anyone was wondering, it's so weird. All the world's creatures are beautiful, but some are fucking weird. Except for the fucking Suriname toad. Except like, for I the Suriname I... toad. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so anyway, back to the much better monkey slug. Seriously, I I can get behind the monkey slug, but I cannot with the Suriname toad. Anyway, I think that's fair. So there's so little known about these guys that they're not even on the IUCN red list. Damn. But uh, you know what? I think a lot of people who live on the East Coast of the U.S., you can probably see these in the springtime. They typically, like one generation will live an entire year. So... Mm -hmm. Keep your eyes peeled. You could find them in your backyard, especially if you've got like some of those apple, crab yeah. apple trees in the back and stuff. Um, but yeah, there's not a whole lot on them. I just thought they were really cool and I thought that you wouldn't know what they are. So that's and why y- I chose you them. were correct. So well done. <laughs> um, so you said they're on the East Coast. So should I, could I go monkey slug hunting and see what I yes. find? <gasps> yes, absolutely. Oh my gosh. Maggie, when you're down in Pennsylvania, we could meet up and go for a monkey slug hike. I think that sounds amazing. <sighs> Perfect. Awesome. We could try to do that. Uh, what did we do? Hike, bike, raft again that we did. Oh, yeah. Last, we did this, what, a year ago or two years ago? I think it was two years ago. Based That's on the length out. of my hair in those pictures, I think it was two years ago. <laughs> that was fun. We that was we fun. Turned- we turned, it was kind of whitewater rafting. It was just like low water or something, but yeah. we turned it into a competition with like six strangers in our raft. And no, <laughs> there well, were like well, the, the six other rafts and they didn't even know. And we we're like, we're winning. And they're like, it's not a competition. We're like, cause you're losing. But it is. <laughs> and hell we won. We passed people. It was crazy. And you're we great. got everyone in our raft to get oh, into it board. everyone was like we're winning we're doing this paddle faster it was so oh, it was amazing so great awesome well thank you for introducing me to i love you know me i love learning about new mm-hmm. things that i didn't know yeah. about and i'm excited to share these monkey slugs with the world i don't know how yet other than this podcast but i will find a way to share the monkey slug with everyone i want to go find some in real life and uh, cool. not necessarily touch them because that might sting but yeah uh, Take pictures. Yeah, don't touch them. But if you do, if you do live on the East Coast or where you can find monkey slugs and you find one, please send it to us to one of our social handles, which are Maggie. 
at the watering hole pod uh on instagram or facebook we don't really use facebook but you know sure um you have a facebook well so we had to for me to be able to set up our business profile gotcha <laughs> so don't go to facebook go why did facebook. i why did i say that why did i even bother saying that why did God. i just learn about that <laughs> well, you could also send it to us at the was it the watering hole pod or just the watering hole at Gmail. Oh my god, I'm so bad. <laughs> so watering are we? Gmail.com. Perfect. Or you can go to our website and do we have a contact us form on there? We do. We have two we give you two solid options to contact us. Not Facebook. <laughs> so send us your monkey slug photos. <laughs> All right. Um, can I go I grab another swig of wine? <laughs> think Instagram is the best place to reach. Oh, a hundred percent. You do that while I talk to our listeners about where they can find great, great. I'm excited to hear this when I edit later. All right, gang. I am uh, on our website right now, thewateringholepod.com. Yes, indeed. Our email address is thewateringholepod at gmail.com. Don't ask how often we check that email because we don't. Uh, I've had to ask Ashley for the password for it at least 16 times and I don't think she's ever checked it. I've maybe checked it twice. So I would head over to Instagram at the watering hole pod. That's I'm on there almost almost every day and we've got a whopping 160 followers. So check us out because it's actually pretty great content if I do say so myself. I I would like to think that Ashley probably hears all of this because her headphones are probably still in her ears. No, I did take them out. <laughs> I just put them back in. I was going all the way downstairs, so I was like, it's probably going to disconnect, so I might as well take them out. <laughs> but I'm excited to listen back when I edit. Also, I don't know. I got the smallest amount of wine. I don't know why I did that. Whatever. What's wrong with you? Um, I have I'm been drinking out of wine. seven, so. Oh, my. Are you fucking <gasps> kidding me? <laughs> Look at you. I should go get some wine. I'm also going to get the mac and cheese that I made like an hour ago. Oh, hell yeah. All right. I've got some mac and cheese. Okay. Argos is here. I've got wine. Hey, Argos always right here. Good. Oh no. But you know what? It's food. And when you're when you're a couple drinks in, it doesn't That's matter. all you want, man. It's all you want. All right, so um, you ready? I'm ready. I'm here. I'm here for it. Okay. I'm nervous because I'm afraid you'll know what it is. I think but you give me too much credit. Okay. Well, the reason I did this one and why I immediately wrote it down on my whiteboard last episode is because, so I didn't do one animal. I did a, a family of animals Ugh. and I was just like, so amazed that I, when I learned about them, I learned about them in college that I didn't know anything. Like I didn't even know they existed. And granted, I think we both had the same issue of like, there not being a lot about them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll get into that in a little bit, but I just remember the shock I felt when I learned that these existed and I was like, wait, what? So I do have hints. I came prepared. <clears throat> Good. They're not great hints. Cause I was like, wait, if I don't think she'll know this, like this isn't good anyway, but they are the animals that make up the family Ziphidae. Ziphidae. Ziphidae spelled Z-I-P-H-I-I-D-A-E. Ziphidae. Does that give you any? Not at all. Nothing? I didn't think so. No. Um, I remember them being easy to rem- – I had a social organization of mammals class, and they – Oh, they, they it's were like a mammal. Only- okay. it's, sorry, it's a mammal, yeah. Does that help? <laughs> no? Well, it's one, like of, it's one of, what, 5,000 things? Something like that. <laughs> um, or was it 2,000 mammals, 5,000 birds? I think Either it's way. Less. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they make up this family, Ziphidae, make up roughly 25% of the order Cetacea. Cetacea is whales. Is whales. Yeah. Or like, yeah. Okay. So this one family. There are 6,400 extant species of mammals. Okay. Anyway. Uh, Also, hey, look at that. Uh, Thank you, Google. The largest orders of mammals. Wait, I know it. Bats. Yeah. Bats make up one fifth of all mammals. Right. Isn't that fascinating? And that's crazy. Rodents. Don't we don't talk about them. Anyway. 
Okay. Okay. Back um, to mine. I'm talking about whales. <laughs> family Ziphidae. Yeah. They make up 25% of the order. So 25% roughly of the species are are in this family. So you're going to talk about baleen whales, right? Nope. Oh. <laughs> what other kind of hint can you give me? Um, if it's not a baleen whale, it's a toothed whale. Yep. So the only family larger is Delphinidae, which is dolphins. So dolphins. Dolphins. So, right. Different so family you, of whale. So obvi- let's do process of elimination because I know what you, you know, I know what orcas are, pilot whales are. Um, <laughs> okay. I'm happy again. I wish we had the video on right now because you could just see me like slowly spooning mac and cheese into my mouth staring off into the it's a good it's a good prop to have when you can't think of an answer just to slowly eat yeah yeah what kind of toothed whale don't oh there's sperm whales not that but i but yeah there not are that, three cause... species of 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 sperm whales though there's a regular sperm whale a dwarf sperm whale and a pygmy sperm whale Isn't that crazy? Mm, i knew that I knew that's that, not yeah. what we're doing though okay i give up all right, we're doing beaked whales. Oh, yeah, I know about beaked whales. God damn it, Maggie. <laughs> yeah, we've got them up here in uh, Maine. <laughs> they're, oh, they're all over the place because they make they're up 25% of the order cetacea. Man, I was so happy, and then I just came crashing down. I'm so sorry. How much do you know about beaked whales? Not a ton that I could recite to you right now under three glasses of wine. So I'm excited to, to hear about it. Good. Well, I think one of the biggest things is that there's just so many of them. Like mm-hmm. I said, there's 25%, they're 25% of whales roughly. So there mm-hmm. are, it depends like because of like species and subspecies, there's like yeah, yeah. 89 species of whale, give or take. And beaked whales is a group of approximately 22 species of small to medium sized whales and is one mm-hmm. of the least yeah. known families of all large mammals. That's interesting that they're least known. Yeah. Well, there's just, there's like three that are pretty well-known and by well-known, it's like, again, not a ton of information, but these guys are pretty ancient. The earliest known fossils from the Miocene era, epic, just the Miocene. I'm going with that, which is, was 15 million years ago. So like they're oldies, but don't worry because I have all of the species listed or a good chunk of them. Are you ready for these? Oh dear God. How many? There, well, I don't know if I have all 22 listed, but I have, okay. there's three that are well-known. Okay. And they're mostly named after people. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then sometimes they get lazy and they name them after their teeth. <laughs> so. Oh dear. Okay. Ready. Three well-known ones are Bard's beaked whales, Cuvier's beaked whales, and Hub's beaked whales. Nice. Nice. Which I'm going to say, oh wait, there's another one. There's four that are well-known. I guess Stenger's beaked whales. Yeah, that one. Right? I'm so familiar with Stenger's. Obviously. Bards and and Cuvier's are the ones that pop up the most with information. I was just going to say, I think Bards is the one that we have up here. Mm -hmm. Um, And and yeah, when you, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say that would make, that would make, I mean, I didn't want to get into the specifics of any one whale, but the ones that are well known are the ones you're probably more likely to see when you're out on like a whale watch Mm -hmm. or something like that, or on a boat are going to be the ones that well known. Cause as you'll find out, these guys like to live in the deep ocean, Mm. but some other names include, we have shepherds beaked whale, Arnox's beaked whale, sour bees beaked whale, (laughs) Andrew's beaked whale, Gervais's beaked whale uh blaineville's beaked whale ginkgo toothed beaked whale spade toothed beaked whale Be- um, beaked whale makes no sense Binked whale yeah i i'm losing it so i'm just gonna go the first <laughs> so then there's grays hectors strap toothed trues which seems so posh pygmy parents i put stegnegers again and then darinayagalas which Jesus. um is more difficult to say de- than Daenerys, which honestly I never thought I would would be able to say. So, yeah, to name a few, they all basically are <laughs> named after people with like not convenient last names, <laughs> except for Gray. <laughs> I had so many responses as you were saying them, and I remember <laughs> none of them. <laughs> I, I mean, remember Gervais. 
Yeah, I remember Ricky Gervais, he has his own Ricky whale. Ricky Gervais has his own whale. Mm-hmm. Uh, say the first one again. The very first? No, the, the first, first. The first of that longer slew. Shepherds? Ah, yes. So I imagined this whale with a crook in its yes. arm and its flipper oh, yeah. and like having a lot of like something that it needs to herd. Yes, exactly. I, I was gonna say sh- I was gonna say sheep, but then I thought sheep aren't in the water, silly. <laughs> oh my so, gosh! Uh, <laughs> How would you say that? So maybe. But like, there are but there are sea cows. <laughs> Shepherds don't really herd cows, though. But that was like pretty close. Ha 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 ha! But yeah, so there's this is where you can input one of my pre-recorded laughs. Perfect. <laughs> but yeah, so there's a lot of them, but not a lot known. Which I think that's just the thing that blows my mind is that there's approximately 22 species and like we don't know we don't know what they're doing so why why don't we know okay we'll get into that but first what do these guys look like so i'm realizing now i didn't do a great job describing them but Mm, mm. so we'll start i guess with like a regular whale (laughs) nope we're gonna start with a dolphin (laughs) okay (laughs) um first in size regular whale (laughs) (laughs) Like generic whale you see printed on a t-shirt. No, we're going to start with a, a, a dolphin, like a bottlenose dolphin, which is what people typically think of. In terms of size, obviously there's a range. They range anywhere in length from 4 to 13 meters or 12 to 42 feet and anywhere between what 1 and 15 tons. So they can be fucking huge. <laughs> 15 tons? Yeah. That was from Wiki, though, so take what? that with, the, uh, like, a couple grains of salt. H- how big is a how big is a blue whale? Blue whale weight. How much is a ton? A thousand pounds, 1, 000 right? Pounds. Yeah, a, a blue whale can weigh up to 330,000. So a blue whale can weigh right. 330 tons. So they can weigh, a great white sharks are, like, I, I, gotta, I gotta go between tabs. 15 tons. Uh, yeah, they can be the size a of a great whale white can shark. Weigh up to, so I, I don't know if you heard me, but uh, 2,000 pounds is a ton, not 1,000. Oh. And so a blue whale is like 200 tons, and you said these beaked whales can be up to 15 tons? Okay, yeah. got it. Got it. But that means that they can be bigger than a great white shark. So Yeah, got it. Um, I also left blanks for me to make my fun size comparisons and I forgot to fill them in. So that's sad. (laughs) But again, so we're starting with a dolphin of varying sizes. Uh, They also vary in different colors. Some are more gray. Some are more like white, light gray, all over the place. But (laughs) the way Mm -hmm. I put it is if you, they're really funny looking. Think of a dolphin that like just, they kind of like a flat face. Mm-hmm. Not like traditionally flat, but like they swam into a wall and it kind of got squished back a little bit. That's kind of what they <laughs> they look like. Like they don't have, I mean, dolphins don't really have necks either, but like their body mm-hmm. just ends with a head like or ends mm-hmm. with a face, I guess. They do have a beak-like dolphins that really thin snout, hence a beaked whale. But it's like even thinner, almost looks like a, like the Amazon River dolphins. Um yeah really thin they have these two converging grooves under their throat which will come into importance later oh Um, okay they don't have a notch in their tail fluke so if you look at like the traditional whale fluke it's like two lobes kind of yeah yeah Um, yeah theirs is like pretty much straight across straight straight across so really yeah so like you could there's like kind of you can kind of see maybe a little dip in the middle but it's like pretty straight across it's weird so i i looked up the measure of how heavy is 15 tons Mm -hmm. um it's about two times as heavy as a t-rex two times as heavy as an elephant fuck five times as heavy as the tongue of a blue whale Ooh. And about one-fifth as heavy as the space shuttle. Oh, wow. Did you use yeah. my website? Uh, blue Bulb Projects. Yep. That's it. <laughs> uh, Thank you for doing my work for me. I appreciate it. It's okay. I didn't do my work earlier, so I'm here to help. <laughs> so some other things about what these guys look like. One thing is that most species have either one or two pairs of teeth that in the males protrude which I'll get a little bit more into because it's weird. 
they are sexually dimorphic. Typically the males tend to be larger and then they have the mm. erupted teeth and females don't. Erupted. Um, erupted. Men fucking erupting. Um, but other than that, they look pretty much the same. And then species can be pretty hard to identify in the wild unless like you know like what what ones are in your range. If like you're in an area where there's only one type of species, then it's probably going to be that one. But they just all look really similar from the top and like they're not... Um, you know, it's not like seeing an orca where you're like, oh, look at that dorsal fin. I know that that's whale J16 or something like that. They don't have, mm-hmm. <laughs> that doesn't really work for them. If you haven't Googled them already, please do, because they just look like, <laughs> they kind of look like reject whales. Like, I think they're so cool and crazy and like, no one knows, they're very mysterious, but like, yeah, they're not going to be the flagship of the ocean, you know? I think, I think they kind of look like fat dolphins. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for overweight, sure. Do- overweight dolphins. Yeah, <laughs> which they have. They got a lot of blubber. Blubber. They tend to die really deep, so you know it's helpful. But uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so a little bit more about these weird teeth. Mm-hmm. So they are tusk-like, but like don't think like a narwhal. If you're thinking like a narwhal, stop right now because you're wrong. Think more of like stereotypical mm. kid with huge buck teeth, but those buck teeth are upside down and come up on either side of their mouth. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. And I right? think the character in Hey Arnold. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, they're so weird though, because they almost look like if you look at like skulls, it looks like they go backwards. Really? It also reminds me of like, like a mastodon or a mammoth. Like hmm. they look like they're ancient, which I feel like a lot well, of they like, are. ancient looking creatures are are kind of like fat versions of the normal ones. <laughs> That's what they look like. Like they're not as They've, cute. I don't know. <laughs> they burned made it. things cuter. It's weird. Oh but anyway, God. so yeah, they have these weird teeth that like stick up and go back, but they're not super long. Only males develop these tusk-like teeth and it is presumed or assumed. What's the difference, Maggie? Um, presumed is more like, oh, fuck. I could use them in a sentence. Assumed is more like a guess. Like okay. you don't actually, you're, you don't actually have any evidence. Not, you have, ev- you have evidence. Gotcha. But presumed is like, there's, there's evidence to suggest. It's stronger. It's likely. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll use presumed though, because then, because there was, there's been studies done. So it's been presumed that they use these tusk-like teeth in combat for reproductive rights, <gasps> which now what? like, I like to think of them at the woman's march holding signs. <laughs> But really, that just means access to females. They just want the ladies. So there was actually a study done in 2008 from Oregon State University that showed this to be true and that there was that this was a secondary sex characteristic, kind of like antlers on deer. So very okay. similar to deer with large antlers. They want the ladies, that kind of kind of thing. What is really cool is that each species has a different shaped tooth. Like they're never the same. Well, I mean, they're same within the species, but between species, they look different. They all have different teeth, huh? Which, if you'll remember, there's one, like, the there's the strap-toothed, spade-toothed, ginkgo-toothed, which is, like, ginkgo leaves on a tree. Oh. You know? Do you know what those are? Yeah, I, uh... I had a roommate that had a tattoo of a ginkgo leaf, so... <laughs> wow, that's a very unique tattoo. It is. But, yeah, so in the case of the strap-toothed whale, it actually hinders their feeding, growing these big teeth. Um, where like I think it was like they can't close their mouth all the way or something mm. which is just mm. crazy so next thing about them that's super cool I mean their teeth were cool they were weird but cool but this is cool cool mm-hmm. is that maybe they can dive deep so these guys are deep divers regularly <laughs> diving deeper than 500 meters or 1600 feet to find food how deep can they dive in March 2014 <laughs> you just there was told a us study- Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you, do you want to hear about the record? Um, what if I said no? I would have told you anyway. Come on, Maggie. You would have told me everyone. I would have told you anyway. All right. Let's hear it. How deep do they dive, Ashley? So in March, 2014, there was a study done by Cascadia Research that revealed that beaked whales were recorded to dive at least 2,992 meters in depth. And they were down there as long as 137 and a half minutes, which <gasps> is a record. 
So they are the world record holder. They dive deeper than a sperm whale and for longer. Like I thought sperm whale deepest of divers. Nope. No. These guys got them beat. Specifically, this is Cuvier's beaked whale, which is one of the more well-known ones. So, it's been, so there could be one that's diving even deeper. But researcher Greg <sighs> Shore, researcher Greg Shore said, when you're looking for an animal that can hold its breath for the duration of a feature-length movie, it's a matter of odds and time on the water. So in terms of like see, actually seeing them, I just thought that was like oh. such a great comparison that like it's almost as long as Jurassic mm-hmm. Park how long they can hold their breath, which is just incredibly crazy. So, like, how big are their lungs? So they have, actually, some anatomical adaptions. Damn it. Mm. Adaptations. um, (laughs) To deep diving. But the main things are they have large spleens, large livers, and then, obviously, uh, a good body shape that tends to be pretty big. So the big thing that they have to deal with is a buildup of lactic acid, Oh, so lactic acid is what I didn't write this down. So forgive me for getting this wrong, but I believe it's what's produced during anaerobic respiration that your cells do. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's bad when that builds up. Um, So a way to do that is filtering blood, which is why they have such big spleens and livers. But like they're much bigger than regular dolphins. However, my favorite anatomical adaptation is that they have these slight depressions in the side of their bodies to pull their pectoral fins, so those are the ones on the side, really close to their bodies so they're more streamlined and they can dive deeper. And one website referred to them as flipper pockets. (laughs) Which is just like, great. Can you imagine like being like, cool body, bro, and they're just like, it has pockets. (laughs) I'd buy own human pockets, that'd be so weird. But Ew, isn't that where would great? you put them? Yeah, that's I don't know. What would you that's put amazing. in them? It, my hands. <laughs> but yeah, so they've got these special special functions to to help them dive deeper. That's amazing. And they oh okay, keep going. Yeah. So in terms of what they're diving for is mainly food. So they're diving for deep water squid, benthic and benthopelagic fish and crustaceans. Oh. So anything kind of down deep. But what's really cool is that they're suction feeders. So that's <gasps> not what, like, dolphins are. They're not catching their right. play and prey. They're sucking them in. Oh um, and gosh. that's what those grooves under their neck are for. They kind of expand kind of like a, a humpback whale to, to suck them in. But I wrote this directly from what is on Wikipedia because I was like, I'm not going to try and put this in my own words. Like, I'm just going to mm-hmm. plagiarize. But it also is from Wikipedia. But... In terms of like the how the the function, how it works, how it operates. So instead of capturing prey with their teeth, beaked whales suck it into their oral cavity, also known as their mouth. That was me. <laughs> Suction is aided by the throat grooves, which stretch and expand to accommodate food. Their tongues can move very freely. Oh my god! By suddenly retracting the tongue and distending the galar or throat floor, pressure immediately drops within the mouth sucking the prey in with the water which is just like as you were describing this i was thinking like so they're really good at yoga breathing (laughs) oh my god i'm so bad at yoga breathing i could never be a beaked whale (laughs) but isn't that cool like wow it's a whole group of animals that eat in a completely different way than like their other i mean i guess they're more similar to like how baleen whales probably eat yeah so I guess just like it's fascinating to think about why they evolved. I mean, they're yeah, they're ancient. You said so. Mm-hmm. Why? What? Why do they exist? Like, how cool is that? Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll kind of get into why, like, they kind of why they still exist in just a second. Bear with me. Okay. Well, last thing I just want to talk about before I kind of get into their conservation is that they're where they're located and basically they're located everywhere granted this is a family of 22 species so i feel like that's not too surprising Mm -hmm. but yeah they'll live anywhere from like the icy poles to near the equator to off the coast of maine uh wherever wherever you are you'll Mm -hmm. there's check it out see if there's beaked whales around there's obviously pockets where there aren't beaked whales but they're Mm -hmm. pretty cosmopolitan (laughs) haha fancy (laughs) As a, as a family, not individual species. They do con- tend to congregate in deep waters near different sea elements. 
So near like seamounts or canyons or escarpments, which I just thought that was a fun word. I don't actually know what an escarpment is. Do you? I would guess that mm-hmm. it's like an underwater mountain. Refers to the bottom of a cliff or a steep slope. On, on, in this case, underwater. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm probably going to dream about these guys tonight <gasps> and like oh. being underwater and living underwater. I had a really weird dream that I was like part mermaid the other night, but it wasn't <gasps> like cute, fun mermaid. It was just more like I was oh. part underwater creature. It was very cool. Oh, that's cool. Okay, go on. <laughs> yeah. So the only other thing I had is that depending on the species, they tend to be in groups of five to, ten, to 20, but that can oh. change. Um, but they do tend to, to kind of live in, in little pods. But yeah, so in terms of their conservation and why kind of these guys are still around, but why we know so little about them. Mm-hmm. So because they live in such kind of remote habitats, they live, you know, in deeper waters. A lot of, I feel like the ocean, a lot of creatures tend to live closer to the shore. There's like, you know, coral reefs have more activity. So a lot of species are there where these guys are just off in the deep by themselves, deep and in the diving in the deep ocean so for a long time they were doing pretty great pretty great you know that's also why we don't see them is because they're out in the deep ocean and that's not where you go to see wildlife (laughs) (laughs) however they do have their struggles one of them being that we don't know a ton about them i know it sounds like i gave a lot of information but a lot of that i think is based off of the whales that we do see which is Mm. only a very small percentage of these this family Mm-hmm. Some things that they're su- suffering from is the rising levels of toxins have been found in beached beak whales. So mm-hmm. whales that end up on, on the beach that typically uh, die. There's lots of data, though, that comes from that. As a top predator, so they only nothing really eats them. They don't have any predators, so they are a top mm-hmm. predator. They're more susceptible to the buildup of biocontaminants. So if you think about like raptors that have this problem, too, is like... Yeah things that they eat things that eat things that eat things so that those pollutants kind of just build up in their system Mm -hmm. they get trapped in trawl nets for deep water fisheries Mm. things that are pulling nets along the bottom and then the biggest thing is they're actually really vulnerable to modern sonar related activities Mm, so anything involving like submarine or military sonar can be really really dangerous to these guys mainly because if they get startled by a noise kind of causes them to panic in a sense it's like Mm -hmm. increases their heart rate so their body naturally rises really quickly to the surface and if you've ever scuba dived or heard or or heard about this they get decompression sickness or kind of the the whale version of the bends and it can be super super problematic and they've seen this actually in a bunch like there was a a big group of beached whales a whole pod had beached themselves and they think it was because of some sonar activity. They had all risen really quickly and they got this, basically the bends and got sick and, and ended up beaching themselves. So really that's the thing that, which I read that and I was like, what? Like, that's so sad. Just things you don't think about. Right. I, I, I remember like back when I worked in the Senate in New Jersey like there was just legislation going on that had to do with seismic uh, testing off Mm -hmm. of the coast and environmentalists were naturally very against it because they were like, uh, hello, like, do you even know how this is going to impact all the wildlife that lives in the water? And Mm -hmm. it just freaks them out. Like we've talked about noise pollution, but this is more like noise pollution times a thousand Yeah, and just don't even imagine how, how it can impact a certain wildlife oh that's so sad right Uh, yeah and noise pollution has always been something that's interested me because I didn't learn about it until I was in grad school um Mm -hmm. and when I was working at at EIA and it's just something that you don't think about but these guys also echolocate just like belugas do and dolphins do and if you just think about like living in an environment where all of a sudden these like if could you imagine like I hate loud noises if there's just like loud noises all of a sudden like it'd be insane. Oh my gosh. But yeah, so these guys, so those are kind of the big, the big things, which again, they were for a while, they were kind of doing all right, but we're just, you know, where our human population is just growing and growing and causing more problems. So there are four species that are IUN, IUCN listed as lower risk conservation dependent. I don't quite know what that means. That one is also from Wiki, but honestly, most of the species are not well known enough to to actually classify them, which is sad. There's just not enough information. 
I will see it on the brighter side. They are all protected under the Marine Mammal Protection Act that was passed in 1972, mm. which prevents, you know, them from being harassed or anything. Not that anybody could go and find them, but these guys really suffer from things that are kind of tangential to human activity. It's not like humans mm-hmm. approaching them or anything. But mm-hmm. I don't really have any like go forward in the world and like don't do sonar. I don't like that's not what my suggestion is. But I really just think you should go <laughs> and look more into these guys and learn about them. Tell a friend. Hopefully they won't be like Maggie who already knew. <laughs> but telling I I just remember again just the reaction that I felt when I was like what? There's a whole group of like 25% of the whales that I had no idea existed. Also, they're just so weird looking and so unique, but like really incredible. Um, So yeah, that's Beaked Whales. Oh my gosh. Thank you for sharing. This is so cool. Like all I knew was that they were like medium sized whales. That was pretty much all I knew, I think. There you go. This is great. (laughs) Yay. I'm glad you learned. What What a good episode. A good episode of weird. I mean, those are, I mean, all animals are great, but learning about an animal that you didn't know existed is just like mind blowing. You know, you get to an age where you're like, I know it all. And you're like, oh wait, I don't know these thousands of species that It is so good to be reminded that you don't know it all, Mm -hmm. whatever age you are. Yeah. Also, um, I was thinking about this earlier when I was choosing to do the monkey slug and that was like, what if Ashley and I just happen to choose the same animal? Like, the chances of that happening are so minuscule. But it's gonna happen one day, though. I'm waiting for it. <laughs> We're both gonna see the same article that's gonna inspire yeah. us. Uh-huh. Like, just exactly. wait for it, and it'll be I'm... the the easiest episode to edit because it'll be so short. <laughs> <laughs> But just as a reminder, though we are animal enthusiasts, we are not scientists, if you couldn't figure that out. So don't (laughs) cite us. Don't, I mean, you can quote us, but like, do your own research. We just want to get you. That would be unwise. We just want to get you excited about animals like we are. So thank you for joining us on this episode. If you like our podcast, check us out on our Instagram at the watering hold pod. Also, maybe on Facebook. Um, (laughs) And subscribe to our podcast wherever you're listening and give us a review. It'll help us reach new fans and get them excited about wildlife too. You can also visit us online at thewateringholepod.com. Tune in next time when we learn about more animals, their biology and habitat, the threats they face, and what people are doing about it. You sounded so professional. And I just... It just sounded so credible. I just want to listen to everything you have to say. All right. Now you sound sarcastic. Uh, it did, no, it was, it was real. It was real. <laughs>